Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Yes, good morning everyone. Welcome to SEN Tassie Breakfast for another Monday morning. We are wrapped to be here after a massive night of sports in pain as I welcome you in. I'm not sure where we start this morning. There's huge lots to talk lack about. Of sport last night, but a huge <laughs> night all the same. Absolutely. Oh, we might start with Ariane Titmus. How yep. can we look past that? I know the cricket's important, but goodness gracious me, she just dominated last night, put it on absolute clinic. This is the race we'd been waiting for for She's some time. Summer McIntosh, of course, uh, the the former world record holder, Katie Ledecky, who's been one of the, the greatest swimmers of all time, just turned him into dust. She's been well and truly overtaken, Ledecky, oh, no doubt. Unbelievable. And I was thinking last night, I don't know if a long time ago, Jack and I had the Mount Rushmore of Tassie Sport. She's top of it. I think she's gone to the top Has last to night. Be. Has to be. Sorry, Ricky, you've been dislodged. Oh. She's taken the, the crown. It was unbelievable. It really was. We'll talk about it a little bit more later in the show in depth. And, and her coach. He's yeah, always there in the limelight. Yeah. No, nah, it was just awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, no words. She's an absolute machine. So I look forward to talking about that uh, a little later on in the show. How about the cricket? How are you feeling as we wake up? A hollow feeling or, or not? Oh, hollow because I don't. I love watching the cricket and I wanted to see a contest. But, um, yeah, for all the whinging over there at the moment for, you know, the rain ruining the Ashes, there's still a test match to go. Granted, we've retained the Ashes, but, um, you know, hopefully we can win the next next test. You win it 3-1 and it, and it kills the argument. But, yeah, I mean, rain's been a part of the game. It's unfortunate, um, but it happened. We well, move on to the next one. Well, can you tell your mate Piers Morgan that? Because oh. here's his tweet from this morning. FFS, we won't read out what that means, but has there ever been a less deserved retention of the ashes from the Bearstow debacle to this rain-soaked fiasco? It's an absolute farce that smirking Australia have ended up with the urn in their hands till England comfortably the better side as this test showed gutting. Piers, this is what happened to your team Go back to in bed. 2013. What are you talking about? We did not organise the rain. No, and we also won the first two tests. <laughs> exactly. They, they tend to count in a five-test series, Usually, and they still won yeah. to go. Exactly. So, again, he'll, he'll just look silly as he can do. If we win the next one, you win the series 3-1, but you can't just erase the first two test matches exactly. out of the series. Just because you play well in this one. Yeah, and, and no, he got one part of that right. They were the better team in this test match. A hundred percent. No one's knocking that. Yep. But, hello, it's a five-test series. And I loved sports bets tweet last night. It was a shot of the covers coming onto the oh, ground. Oh, handkerchief. Live scenes of the giant <laughs> tissue being delivered to Piers Morgan right now. thought that was absolutely fantastic. So we'll have a deep dive into the cricket a little bit later in the show. Back home locally, we'll just have a look at what's happening in the papers and the hot news today is Jeremy Rockliffe's cabinet reshuffle yesterday. So plenty going on there. Guy Barnett's the new health minister, but we're Good obviously... Luck guy. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, it's a poison chalice, that one, isn't it? You can't please everyone uh, in that role. But we're obviously sport-focused on this show. Nick Street will remain the sport minister, but he has a new title as well, Minister for Stadia and Events. So, I can see that. Yeah, so that's interesting, isn't it, that they've got a minister now that will take care of the stadium. But uh, yeah, how's your radio craft going there, Tim? Yeah, the paper... Just blew off the desk. Sorry, I blew Nick. off. Keep, keep, keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, and so so Nick Street obviously right across the stadium. So it makes sense for him to take on that portfolio. The Premier too, Minister for State Development. So it all ties in, I think, for for he and Nick Street to take this forward. Changing the racing, 
changing the racing. Mm-hmm. Madeline Ogilvie is out and obviously been heavily criticised in that role for a long time. And Felix Ellis comes into it. So in relation to Nathan. Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. I don't believe so, no, no. But uh, a big job ahead for Felix as well, obviously mopping up uh, a few issues in that particular industry. So uh, that was interesting yesterday. I'll tell you what else was interesting yesterday, Tim. We had the great Bear Robinson in the studio oh, on Friday morning. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure about you, but Bear owes me a new house because that's what I put on Mandela Effect yesterday. <laughs> Richard. Richard. <laughs> but you're still running. Didn't even finish top four. I didn't even see it. Is it on the screen? <laughs> we get stuck in the. I don't understand, honestly. He feels I bad say, though. Can you come fella. on and give us your absolute best bet? Certainty, we said. Absolutely. And I think he does feel bad, the big fella. Well, he should. Yeah, he, he should. Says, well, he had a good day yesterday, I think, himself. He that said, makes well, it even worse. My pockets are full, but my ego for all the SEN listeners is low, but we will improve. So do we back him in or do we go to Miles Fitzner? I don't well, know. What I will say, Bear, is there's been a lot coming through both of our inboxes for this opportunity to come on SEN <laughs> and be the racing correspondent. Not your best start, but what is very lucky in one thing, Brent, you and I are both very loyal. Absolutely. And we want this show to be harder to get off than it is to get on. <laughs> so we're going to give you another crack, Bear, but I'll tell you what, you're on very, very thin ice after that start. Then after all that, he had the cheek to send this through last night. This is what I sent to my boys today. Check the results. And one of them was a roughie. Race nine, number 10, and it paid about 10 bucks. So why couldn't he have given that one to us? That would have been a nice start. Well, that's a typical punter, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. I've got, I've got a mate like that as well, <laughs> Damien Wright. He is, how he's not living in Monaco or somewhere like that, he, the bloke's never lost a bet in his life, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. So Bear seems like he's another one of those. Absolutely. Now, of course, if you are having a punt, you win some, you lose more for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. How was your weekend? What did you get up to? Pretty good. I, I actually just went down to the shack with the family, so I haven't got a Beautiful. lot to report. It was lovely down at Opossum Bay. Actually, a bit of sun yesterday. It was quite warm. Very good. Went around the rock pools with the kids. They love that, trying to get the crabs and yes, yes. whatnot. So did that oh. for a few hours. And then I must admit, I had a little afternoon nap because I thought I was going to be up for the cricket <laughs> and then in here early this morning with yeah. you. But that was my weekend. What about you? Yeah, not too much. Had the Hall of Fame Friday night, which was a, a oh, great we'll event. Get to that. Yeah, we'll mm. get to that. Um, yeah, no, really well done. <laughs> what are you doing? I was trying to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> what are you talking about? After your weekend. After the Hall of Fame. You did that Saturday morning show down at the Kingra <laughs> Sports Stadium. Yeah. I tuned in for a little bit. And after half an hour of... <laughs> You talk the about referee's the whistle. Whistle, whistle gone off in the background. <laughs> what was going on there? Well, we're amongst the people, Tim. I know you don't oh, like to get amongst the people yourself. I don't you mind that. Get mobbed for autographs but and everything and photos me. and stuff. So you try and keep yourself away from the public. But Jeevesy and I love to get out and, and do no, things like good. that. So I, just, I couldn't concentrate with the. There was. It looked like one of the teams was obviously a bit ill-disciplined because the whistle was going off every 10 <laughs> seconds. I must admit it was a little bit tough to hear poor old Nick Carey when we had her on the phone and she's answering our questions. <laughs> we can hear in the background right. the whistle going on. believe it. But, you know, it was good, good on to, you, though, for taking it to the people. It's it was fantastic. good to get back to the reserves for a, couple, a show just to keep me in check because <laughs> I'm up playing with the big boys now. And, oh, uh, goodness. Wouldn't happen in here, Brent, let's be honest. No, but. exactly right. Uh, we've got a big show ahead, as we said. Uh, get us on the Kia Tassie open line, 1300 42 Hobart Kia, movement that inspires. I 
don't think we've got our text line up and going, unfortunately, Payne. Oh, but that's disappointing. Make sure you get this number into your phone, 0437-552-535, Apologies if you are texting in and we aren't reading them out. It's just some issues we have with the text machine right now, which you're trying to fix desperately so we can take your text messages. Also, get us on Twitter and Instagram at SENTazzie. Also firing up uh, Facebook and TikTok. We've got a few TikToks up there now, which is uh, which is really good. Hammer doing a good job in that department for us. Our producer, uh, 16.29am in Hobart, of course, 16.11am SEN track in Devonport and Launceston. But the way we want you to listen to us is via the app. Stream us anytime, anywhere on the SEN app. And again, it was chock full of sport over the weekend. Also, you can catch up on the show by subscribing to our podcast, SEN Tassie Breakfast. We've got a lot to get through on the show today, Tim. We're going to we have do. the former I'm Jack disappointed Ch- about the text, though. Very yeah. disappointed. It'll I've got a plan B. It'll happen. Have you? And C. I reckon Hammer, Reading what we can number do out is, for no, I think we give Brent's number out. No, I don't think so. Most people in Hobart have it anyway. <laughs> and if not, we go with yours. <laughs> You're we want at, for the those people. That, this is we want the TV, people texting so Tim's in. looking at our producer Hamish for those that are playing at home because no one will know what you were doing then. Uh, I think we go with yours. Go I, and buy I, a prepaid phone. That's a good idea. And we'll just sit it on the desk and just let them fire in. Let's do it. Because I, I was stopped multiple times on the weekend with people disappointed that their texts weren't read out. I liked. I was too, actually. To be fair, I like to think we've had that many. It's blown the thing up. That's so, what I said to him. Yeah. it's broken. <laughs> exactly, it's <right>. jammed. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a big show ahead this morning. The former Jack Jumpers CEO, Simon Brookhouse, will join us live in the studio. Also, Brian O'Reilly from the ODFA, the Oatlands District Football Association. How about that on the weekend? Game stopped for an umpire abusing a player. It must have been bad. <laughs> it must have been shocking. I thought it had, it had to be something physical yeah. for a game to be called off. I haven't seen too many games called off for a, even a player abusing an umpire. Unless it's sort of obviously could yeah. have triggered something much worse. But, yeah, looking forward to that chat. That's for sure. Find out what happened. Or maybe we won't, but who knows. Did I see as well that Steve Milne played in that league on the weekend? He played for Campbelltown, I think. Did he? Uh, yeah, that, I'm pretty sure. How did he go? Don't the know. Rat. Hamish. 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 I'll, I'll just Can you get a, that in the rundown a version for us? of Hammer, Hammer and Hamish. 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 Uh, that would be great if we can get the results there, Hammer, to see how the tip wrap meal went up there in the ODFA over the weekend. Uh, also, we're going to talk to our rising star of Tasmanian football, Colby McKercher, who had a day out again for Launceston on the weekend. Good. His draft status continues to rise. It is just quite extraordinary. He is going to be part of our junior sports segment or our sports star segment of the week. We're going to have a, a male, a female and a junior sports star moving forward every week on the show. Looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to the rest of the show as well. We're here thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. We're going to get to a break on the other side of it. We unpack the fourth test with the former skipper, Tim Payne, here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. The news from Old Trafford is that Australia have retained the Ashes. The match officials have gone into the dressing room just now. The captains have shaken hands. Not the way Australia would have wanted to have retained the urn in a draw where England had the better of them, but due to the hard work at Edgbaston and Lords, they earned the right to have luck break their way, as it has this week. Australia, a 2-1 up in the series with one to go, and therefore with the score at 5 for 214 at the close of play last night. Not a ball bowled on the fifth day, but it's enough for Australia to retain the Ashes in England, as they did four years ago. Yes, 
congratulations to Australia retaining the Ashes. Very hard to do over in England, isn't it, Tim Payne, oh. to retain the Ashes? It'd be very, very good to, to be able to do that. Yeah. Once but, the damn ball's broken, though, Bruno, it's a bit easier, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got me good. Uh, Ricky Ponting said on Sky Sports overnight, Australia will feel they've got out of jail. There'll be a hollow feeling in the changing room. How, how would the boys be right now, do you think? Well, not now, but when when they, the, the game was decided that it would be called off. I don't think it's as bad a feeling when there's still a test match to go. I remember we lost the Oval Test, and that was a hollow feeling. Yep. Having Losing a test and then actually having to go up on stage and try and as we spoke force about last a celebration yeah. was difficult. Yep. But this one, they've still got an opportunity. So they will feel like they've got out of jail for two reasons. One, they get away with losing that test, which looked likely. And two, they get another crack at it next week where 2019, we had to get on a plane and, and go home. So we didn't get a chance to get rid of that feeling. Uh, this group will get that. But yeah, you do, you do have to feel for England, no doubt. I thought they played by far their best test match this series. They'll complete the whole way through it. Um, unfortunately, their miserable weather. Um, That's right. Let them down again. It seems like it's our fault that it rained. It, it, we can't control the weather, no. Piers Morgan. Good morning to you again. But um, look, all right, let's unpack it from, from the start, I suppose. Do you want to ask you about Darren Berry's comments, first of all, about Pat Cummins, who Chuck said he will step down from the captaincy. After the series. Chuck said Is that, that Pat will. Yeah, that's a big, bold statement to make if it's not right. Well, he doesn't He doesn't shy away from making big statements, Chuck. Um, do you feel... We do, oh, we do love Chuck Berry too, by the way. We should get him on because he's one, he's very entertaining. Absolutely. Tells a great story and two, he'll, he'll tell you how it is. But unless he's got some sort of inside mail from Pat himself or people very close to him, it is a... It's a strange comment. You wouldn't say um, that if, if, if it was... Is, was that his sure. opinion, or he said? I think his tweet said, "Mark this down, like right. come back." Well, to maybe it. he's looking at Pat going. He's tired. Maybe his read on it is he doesn't want to do it. I I don't think that's correct. Well, I know it's not correct. We and asked, I'd be I, staggered if he steps down. I asked you about Pat last week. How do you feel he's gone since then during this test match? Uh, I'm well. As I said, we spoke about it on Monday. It's a hard game. I don't think a lot happened for him post our last show with the, with the weather. Mm, mm. Um, what worries me, not just about Pat, but also with Starkey going into the fifth test, is they both look really tired. And not just looking at them tired, their body language, I just thought the speeds of their bowling. When Paddy's bowling one low 130s, I think that's a concern. And Starkey had something wrong with one of his shoulders from diving. There was talk he might have been had a bit of a sore hamstring. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the next test match is so crucial. You would want both of those fit. And with it starting on Thursday, it, it is a concern because Pat played the – he's obviously going to play six tests in six or seven weeks, which is a huge workload just for a bowler alone. But then you put on top of that the mental stress or mm. or um, fatigue of captaining a side in a big series and the scrutiny that he's under every day is probably something he hasn't – had to deal with so far in his test career. They've done really well. Um, and whilst they're still in front of the series, the Nash's series as a captain, I can tell you, can can be draining. Mm, mm. And I hope he's dealing with that. I hope he's got – I know he's got some good support around him there, but he's obviously a huge key for us winning the, the fifth test. But we need him at his absolute best. And when he can't get a rest, he can't get away from it, it's difficult for him both physically and mentally. So for him this next three or four days, I hope he goes nowhere near – 
a cricket, cricket change room yeah. or a cricket ball. I think they give him the whole three or four days. You just go away, mate. You do what you need to do, and we'll see you on Thursday morning. Yep. We spoke about Marnus Slabashane last week and just that he'd like to be uh, in some more runs than he, he currently was, and obviously a really hard-fought, well-deserved century. So eases the pressure on him, obviously. Yeah, I thought he played really well, and it was a huge moment in the game. Yep. That, that three- or four-hour period where we had to go back out with the, the lights were on, um, overcast conditions, the ball was swinging around. Um, yeah, I thought he played superbly, both him and Mitch Marsh, to sort of kill that period of time because we had lost another wicket or two in that period. All of a sudden, you have Mark Wood coming back on to Stark, Hazelwood and, and Paddy, and he's shown that it doesn't take him too long. So mm. that, that game was right on a knife's edge there. So in, in terms of the series, again, like Piers Morgan wants to talk about the weather and, and we'll hear a lot about the rain, but Marnus Labuschagne probably saved that test match for Australia as much as the rain did on day five. Yep, absolutely. What about um, England dominating with the bat, obviously? Um, Wokes and Woods' inclusion um, during the series been been really good for them. Uh, how have you seen their squad, I guess, through the, the first four tests? Evolve. Well, it hasn't a lot, has it? And I think that's been the key. There was moments, Bairstow was one, where they were like, he's got to go, you can't play with him. They stuck with him and they got the rewards. We, we touched on that last week. His match-winning ability, particularly with the bat. Well said um, by you too. Just, yeah, we got uh, that I'm not one. sure if Hamish got the audio out for us. Hamish, we got that. Can you put that out <laughs> no, today if you he, haven't already? stitched you. Um, <laughs> but also with his glove work, he, he kept much better in this test match. And, and you can see he spoke about it himself, which I agree with, but I also disagree with in some ways when he said, oh, you know, people... You know, I've had three three years off and you can't comment on it. You, you're playing test cricket, mate. You're going to get criticised yeah. if you are not performing. We understand that you've had a bad injury, but that that doesn't let you get away with poor performances. Mm. We, we feel for you and we know you've done the hard work to get back and we congratulate you on that. And well played last couple of nights ago on your 99. But if you perform poorly in international sport, you're going to get criticised and you're going to get critiqued. That's part of the game. Yep. Whether you've been in the team or out of the team for three or four years, that's what's going to happen. But... Um, yeah, I think they're obviously flying. Confidence is high. They've brought in Chris Wokes. He's added certainly to their team. He bowls, I said before the series, I thought the Australians would be very happy that he's not in that team. And the mm. moment he's come in, mm. he's, he's troubled them because he, has, he, he yeah. bowls a little bit quicker than you think. He hits a good area. He can hit it. He can move the ball off the seam and he can swing the ball. And he does it from sort of the top of your stumps, forward defence, which no batter loves getting, you know, tested there for a long period of time. Mm. So... He's added to them. I think their team will stay pretty much settled going into the next test, whether they bring in Robinson for broad if he's tired or you go with Anderson. Again, Anderson didn't take wickets in this test match, but he played a role. He went at one and a half in the first innings and just over twos in the second. So um, even when he's not taking wickets, he's doing a job for them. Now, we've got to get to the news very, very soon. But before we do, you, you said England yeah, mentioned there that they won't probably change too much. What about the Aussies? Yeah, we spoke about... Murphy being left out, obviously. Is he coming back in? Well, I hope so. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, I did hear that the um, the weather for next week's not great either. But, yeah, I think the spin, even with a rain-affected shortened test match, Moen Alley was spinning the ball. Joe Root was getting the old one to spin. So wickets in England, as they wear, or anywhere in the world, as they wear, the spinners come into it. So hopefully Murphy comes back in. Uh, and I'd be having a good look at, at Stark and Hazelwood for Scotty Boland if the wickets like it was for the World Test Championship final against India where Scotty Boland bowled amazingly. It was a bit up and down and a bit sideways. Um, so I'd certainly be looking to bring him in for who, though. I'll just wait until we see the, the wicket, Brent. But How did you enjoy playing the Oval back in the day? I didn't love it when we lost that Test match, I mm. must admit. 
And I played a few one days there very early, and it's one of the grounds where the sight screen is sort of behind the crowd. Yeah, if that okay. makes sense. Yep. So there's a lot of movement between. I found it harder wicket keeping than I did batting to pick up the ball. So it's a challenging ground, but it is again, it's an iconic ground. It's mm. somewhere that you grow up hoping to get to play. So um, yeah, it's a fantastic Test match. Um, Surrey's a great county career club. There's the facilities there are, are amazing. Um, yeah, and it's a fitting spot to to end what's been a brilliant series. Sure has, and we ride across it on Friday morning with the. Fifth and final test beginning on Thursday night, of course. You can catch every ball via SEN and Adam Collins on the team doing a wonderful job over there in England. Uh, you are waking up with SEN Tassie Breakfast on this Monday morning. Brent Costello and Tim Payne with you. Unfortunately, our text machine is down, but please hit us up on social media at SEN Tassie via Twitter and Instagram. You can also get us on Facebook and TikTok and make sure you download the SEN app so you can listen to us anytime, anywhere, and also subscribe to our podcast. Big show ahead this morning. We've got former Jack Jumper CEO Simon Brookhouse with us in the studio. Also, we'll talk to ODFA President Brian O'Reilly about the suspended game up there over the weekend in the ODFA and also talk to our top AFL draft prospect, Colby McKercher. That's all ahead for you in the next hour and a half, but right now we're getting to the news. Ariane Titmus with 25 metres to swim. This is a demolition job and the world record's in play. Come on, Arnie. Australia roars. She's ahead of the world record. This is one of the greatest performances Australia has ever seen. Ariane Titmus has pulled away and completely dominated for gold in world record time. Arnie is back on top of the world. Make no mistake, that is one of the greatest performances Australia has ever seen. That commentator absolutely nailed the call. I was going to say, that was sensational commentary. It was... Who was that? I don't know, actually. Give a shout-out. It was blistering. It was unbelievable. You could just see... Uh, well, first of all, you saw a take, take off from um, the Wonder Girl, of course, Summer McIntosh of Canada, and Katie Ledecky. Yeah, she, she so how just, old is Summer McIntosh? She's like really, really quite young. young. Yeah, yeah, but had the world record. It's staggering how sp- swimmers can do that. I reckon they can yeah. get to the absolute pinnacle of a sport really early. Yep. And then, and a lot of the great ones have. Like you look at Thorpe, Titmus, Titmus, yep, exactly, uh, Phelps, and then how long they can actually hold that standard of competition. I find yep. is amazing. Uh, it's how been they do it. and Titmus is. Yeah, as we've, good been, as anyone. we've been waiting for this race for a long time. Obviously, it was Titmus v Ledecky for so long, but Summer came on and, and got the world record, as I said. Last night, Summer McIntosh didn't even finish on the podium. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And the, the way Ariane won, too, and the new time, 3.55.38, just unbelievable. Well, we need to get her on the show. We, we do have to. Have to. But I think, again, I think with high-end sport, what people say, Summer McIntosh didn't finish on the podium last night. The, the ability of Titmus and even Ledecky and the people we spoke about, Ian Thorpe, mm. Michael Phelps, to be as talented as they are, to train as hard as they are, to keep that standard. But then the mental side of professional sport, and I imagine swimming, to be able to perform under pressure. Mm. And obviously Arnie does that better than Humble anyone. Yeah. So every big yes. event, every big meet, she is absolutely nailed. Yep. No, Unbelievable. And so is Big uh, Dean Boxall, the coach. Oh, He's one of the great celebrators, I reckon. How yeah. would he have been last night after, you reckon? Uh, exactly. Oh, gee whiz. Yeah. So and that's the first race. She's got the 200 and, and uh, obviously 800 to come as well, which is which is really exciting. So looking forward to that. Relays, of course. So uh, that is not one we set for a big week or so. Timing of, of it's great swimming. too. Isn't it? Perfect. Perfect. 
Yeah, which is which is really good. Wouldn't mind having a, a longer chat with you at some point about the mental side of sport and how you cope with it. So maybe you're well, not very well down. most of the time. Hammer <laughs> for us. Maybe we get Ariana on to have a chat about that. But no, she's a star. No I think Hammer, you're onto that, aren't you? We'll get her on. Good man. Yeah, we're trying, that's for sure. Now, let's uh, go over some of the footy from the weekend. It all started back on Friday night with the Western Bulldogs oh. and the Bombers, Timothy. No good. No, as expected, though, against the top eight team. <laughs> yeah, 41-point loss. Just didn't look like it, did we, to be honest? I think our man, Jerry Waitley, said they've fallen through the trap door. I didn't yeah. mind that call because yeah. they have. They've slipped down to We're 11th. We're in big trouble now. 11th. They yeah. fifth, what, last? It's so tight there, yet. though, isn't it? It is. It's yeah, a it win is. either way, and, yeah. you, and you're back in the eight. Yeah. So that was uh, a good way to start the round with a, <clears throat> excuse me, a good win against the uh, good win for the Western Bulldogs. How about Saturday afternoon? With Now, if you're a Hawthorne supporter, you're doing cartwheels, aren't you, at the moment? Because this is exactly where you want to be. You want to be competitive like they're being, and I know they're up by a big margin and they've, they've lost a, a close one by a point, but you want to see your team being competitive, but you don't want to win too many games because you want to get a good draft pick. So I think if you're a Hawthorne fan right now, you're very, very happy. Oh, I wouldn't say you're happy. Really? You don't you like losing. You don't want to win too many games. No, because when you do this, there's no guarantee. Yeah, that true. you come back. You've still got to, yeah, we've been competitive. Yeah, we're playing good footy. Yeah, we've got some good kids. It doesn't mean you're going to get back to where you were. And that's the danger with bottoming out, I think. Because, one, you get some good draft picks. You might get a Will Ashcroft, and he does his knee. Yeah, how sad is that? So It's extremely sad. So yeah. if that happens to two of their draft picks or something hey, else cool. happens, then it's just such a long way off to be too happy if you're a Hawthorne fan. I'd be... I wouldn't like sitting there every week watching my team lose. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. No matter how you lose, you lose. I'm, I'm quite happy seeing West Coast lose to get Harley Reid. So, yeah, yeah, for a year or two, it'll be good for them. <laughs> uh, and speaking of that, West Coast just becoming a real problem for the competition. 71-point loss to Carlton, just not ideal. Not I, thought, not... I thought you were, you improved. I thought you looked good. Oh, well. Beat Charlie Kerner as a team, did, that's a good effort. Yeah, he certainly didn't look good in the first quarter, that's for sure. Uh, Brisbane, good win against Geelong, of course. But, yeah, sad news about Will Ashcroft. That's devastating for the young man to be uh, sold on with an ACL in your first year. Not ideal. Sydney, uh, good win against uh, Fremantle. For the Swans are there about to they get, are, aren't they? They're, they're causing some headaches. Yeah. And Fremantle, their year's just been so poor. Uh, yeah, for they have going, have they? Would, No, they haven't. For a Hard team we thought would be really good. Uh, Saturday night's game in Adelaide was outstanding um, with Collingwood two-point win over Port Adelaide. Devastating news about the, the racism towards Willie Rioli, though, which yep. you just don't want to see, and it's becoming a real problem, isn't it, in AFL footy? Seems to be. And the three games yesterday, we saw the Giants take care of the Suns, which we thought would happen. Melbourne snuck over the line against Adelaide in the end, and I'll tell you what, I was nervously refreshing the oh. scores after you tipped North Melbourne to beat St Kilda on Friday. I thought, Pretty oh, my nice. goodness, mate, this is going to be unbearable tomorrow morning. Well, I wouldn't have needed Hammond to cut up that audio. I would have run with it myself, don't <laughs> worry. I, been, I was actually going to get a North Melbourne jump and wear it in this morning, <laughs> had they got over the line. And I thought they should have won too, to be honest. But that doesn't surprise me. Hey, anyway. I, really, I really want to talk to you about Super Netball, but we've got to get to a break. So we have oh. to. I might keep this for a little later in the show, but some big news out of SEN late last week that we've taken on the eighth Super Netball licence that Collingwood gave up. We've we talked about that Well, you called for it, didn't it? You wanted in Tasmania. Oh, massive one. And I think Hutchie's taken note, and he said, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to go and buy Brent. I'm starting to think it might have been in his contract. Brent will be like the CEO or the general manager of the team because <laughs> he was the one pushing it. Now, Hutchie's gone and bought it. Now, they, I'm hearing... Unofficial, they might play a game or two in Tassie as well. <laughs> Just a text in too from my former co-host on radio, Cam Brown, probably the better co-host if I'm brutally honest. Uh, Matt Thompson was the caller 
Tom was swimming last night. So there you go. Thank you, Cameron, for tuning in this morning. You are waking up with SEN Tassie Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. We're here for Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. Unfortunately, the Kia Tassie open line is down right now, but get us on social media via TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at SEN Tassie. We'll be back after this with more of the show, including questions without notice. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. 16 minutes away from 7 o'clock at this time for questions without notice. We're going to start with you, Tim. If I asked you to tell me who the most famous Australian sports star is right now, who would be your answer? This is from a study by Australian sports experts betting top 10 Australia. And they factored in multiple Australian sports stars, social media presence, engagement, and oh, Google I'm not a search social media data. Person, so. <laughs> well, funny because I had to go down to 542 to find your name. Did you? No, I made that well, up. That's, but... not, that's not too bad. <laughs> Where were you on that list? Nowhere. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, most famous Australian sportsman. If you're taking in social person, m- person, sports person, social media, I'd say David Warner would be right up there, wouldn't he? David Warner's not even in the top ten, unfortunately. Isn't he? No, no. And the hit, hit me with the, the number then. one will surprise you. It's Daniel Ricciardo. No, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I suppose so. Who would have been yeah. my second choice? Yeah. <laughs> well, what, how, how does it work? Tell me. Give me the. Well, draw the top ten. Yep. Okay, so top Ricciardo five. at top one, five. Kyrgios two, Ben Simmons three, Sam Kerr four, and Pat Cummins five. So there right. you go. Elise Perry is six. So uh, it's a, com- a combination of a number of factors. Well, the, as obviously. I read out, social media, um, Google search data, um, engagement with people. So the, the, that you, that would have been your sticking point. That's what I had you at five forty two. Engagement, you, you, maybe you I need to get do a few. People. What are they? What do you call them? The, the OBs. OBs. The, the outside exactly. broadcast. Exactly. Exactly right. Well, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that not. does surprise me though, because I know David Warner has like by far the biggest social media following any cricketer. Yep. Oh, is that right? Okay. Oh, he's got. God. Hammer, Hammer, get me the numbers on that. His TikToks like enormous. His Instagrams. Okay. Oh, his TikTok work is very good, isn't it? You should get some tips from him for, oh, for our to. TikTok account. I might have to. Definitely. So could you, to be fair. Your hit. Right, Brent, Friday night you went to the Hall of Fame dinner. I hosted it, Tim. I didn't just go. Well, well so you had a good view. A really good Looking view. down over the top of it. So I want you to give us your three, two, one for best performed. As in who was having a good time? Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you who had the best time on stage. That was Simon Wiggins. Goodness gracious me. Did He's he? he he got up the great man and said, Look, I don't want to drink my own bath water and I said, mate, this is a time where you can drink your own bath water. He proceeded to give, I reckon, a 30-minute speech when I said, is there anyone you'd like to thank? And blew the whole night out. Did he? As far as the time went. Had he had a few drinks? No, no, he, not at he's all. He's normally very no. quiet, isn't yeah, he, from no, memory? No, it was, it was a great speech too, but yeah. gee, it, uh, it mucked Prepared up our own speech? Sheet. Or did he just no, run with it? No, off the cuff, it? and it was very, very good. Often the better ones. But I could see out of my peripheral vision side of stage, it was people panicking just about their own sheet being blown out. So we go get some my three votes. Um, and you know what? I'd love to give it two and one, but I didn't hang around afterwards. I didn't had to you? get up early 
the next morning. My first show without a uh, first night out without a Saturday morning show. I thought this will be good. I'll have a few beers. Did and you then have I get the call not? up to go to Saturdays in Tassie? No, I had two. I think just as well with that whistle blowing in your ear <laughs> no, all day, you would have had a shock and a headache. Um, well, I, I've got a vote, and I wasn't there, but I did see a photo posted from our one of our esteemed guests the other day. Yeah. Did you see the photo? No. Who was that? Gilly. All oh, right. Yeah. What did he put up? Well, he. He put a photo up, I think, with the two guys from the Penguin Footy Club. Yeah. And yeah. the old shirt was done had come up a bit. The belt oh, no. was still done up. You could see a bit of his, Your his belly. His <laughs> belly, haven't you seen that? No. I was going to repost it, but I was going to give that one to you. Hammer, can you retweet that Someone from SCN Tassie, that, please? And just photo. alert people to what they should be looking at. That's disgraceful from the uh, the head of AFL Tasmania, but does so, not but no, surprise me either. No shenanigans. No, no, no. No, no was, one got up on stage, Michael Slater-esque. No, no. No one was dancing too no, early. The or, crowd was quite rowdy by the end of it. Uh, it was a long night. But was, was there anyone there that people were just avoiding? Not that I saw. Because they no. were either too drunk or just that no, sort of... No, it was a very a very well-behaved crowd, to be honest. Was it? Yeah. Well, it just got a little bit loud towards the end because it was a long end. And you know oh. what? It, it could have gone a lot longer too, but Desi James was unwell and couldn't be there. Yep. Chris Fagan obviously couldn't be there. Um, so we didn't have as many interviews as we possibly could have had. Yep. So, and, and Tassie Johnson, who was the... The icon, uh, great result there. Well, that's what disappointing a, to hear, to be honest. Yeah, you know, he didn't miss too much. Okay. Yeah. I thought uh, the footy ones normally get a bit out of control, but maybe because you were hosting and not drinking, it was toned down a little bit. Maybe. David Warner, thanks to Hamish, our producer, 4.8 million followers on TikTok and 69.3 million likes. That is uh, very, very impressive indeed. Uh, Tim, what does Australia need to do or change to win the next test match, the fifth and final test at the Oval coming up on Thursday? They, they need to score more runs. We need to be getting, I think, to win test matches in England, you want to be scoring 400 in probably in your first innings. That's the first thing, and, and we've spoken about it a little bit. I think the batters have got a lot of starts and haven't quite cashed in. So I think that'll be the first thing they'll be thinking about because uh, then it actually allows our bowling attack to build a bit of pressure, a bit of scoreboard pressure against England when they're going as hard as what they are, I think will, will help. Whereas at the moment we're chasing the game the whole time, and as soon as England get a bit of a run on, they're scoring so quickly, they, yep. they go miles in front. So... More first innings runs. Uh, pick Todd Murphy. So we've got a frontline spinner. That will help. And I think importantly in the next three days is just to rest up, block out the noise because there's going to be a lot of noise about Basborn, how well they played, um, and focus in on what we do well and what worked in the first two test matches. And I yep. think if we can do that, we've shown that we, we can beat them and will beat them. Very good. Um I like this one. This one popped up the other day. Were you for or against Adam Simpson's timing of his purchasings of Burger King restaurants last week? I'm not across this. See, these Eagles blokes have just tuned out. (laughs) Didn't he cop a bit of flack during the week? She means Hungry Jacks, by the way. Yeah, who did I say? Burger King. Oh, same thing. So what? He's bought a Hungry Jacks. He bought franchise two, which I think. Oh, I want to know what you think. So I was announced during the week. Well, he's, last. Not, he's not going to be there flipping the burgers. So what's, what, what does it matter? It doesn't. Someone's, I'm hey, with you. Yeah, that's all right. But someone made a bit of a, oh, a really? story out of it. Like, you're oh. coming last. You should be focusing on this. And is, it's a bad look. Oh, please. Well, it's a bad look that a bloke's made a few investments and it's become public. Nah, nothing to see there. 
goodness me. Are we really talking about that, are we? No, I'm with you. Yeah, good. I just wanted to get the opinion of a West Coast Eagles fan. Mm. Yeah, he no. can do whatever he likes. And he's, yeah, absolutely he can. Something comes on the market, you buy it while you can. We are here thanks to our great friends at Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts. Uh, Kia Tassie open line is down the text machine, but get us on social media at SEN Tassie. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts about anything sport over the weekend. Could be the Ashes, could be Ariane Titmus's wonderful win at the World Championships overnight. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. We'd love to hear your voice on the show. We're going to get to another break. On the other side of it, we wind up the first hour here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Good morning. <laughs> oh, we have lost it. We, we have lost it in the studio. I hadn't seen the photo of Damien Gill at the Hall of Fame on Friday night till Tim Payne oh. pointed out to me, but I've gone and I've zoomed it up. And you can see some skin. You can see some of his guts hanging out oh. in the photo. And he looks so happy too. And he just doesn't realise. And you know what? The, no, the I think fu- he does realise. The, the funny thing about all this is he's posted that himself. He's he like, has. Here's a good photo that is good enough for my, my social media. I'm going to whack that up. He must have literally been. That's the saying that when you drink too much, he must have been blind <laughs> when he got home and posted that. The sad part was he wasn't. So, oh, dear um, me. What I want to say. Oh, so you're. You're looking at it through the wrong lens and having a dip at him. I'm saying oh, it's fantastic. Well, well, you think this day and age with all the Instagram and the <laughs> fakeness and the filters, yeah. it's it's about time we saw a bit of reality. Yeah, that's a, a man's that's a man point. right there. That's a leader. <laughs> Tell you what. He doesn't care. This is what it is. This is how I am. He's, well done, The, the other photo it. too, his beautiful wife, Rachel, looks a million dollars. And the next day, I think his shirt needs an iron as well. Yeah, I don't think it got creased. an iron. But yeah. again, when the, when the wife was in, he... Yeah, shipped he, up. Exactly. Look, that's the good one. And then he thought, you know what, this one, this is when I'm just with the lads and he's this is me, me He's myself. texting me right now. <laughs> I realised and didn't care. Yeah, see, I told you. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Now, I've just got a tweet too on my account. Um, and thanks to Craig Hall for sending this in. Matt Shervington, who, of course, is the new Sunrise host, has just reported Queensland girl Ariane Titmus. Now, pull oh your head in, Shervo. That Lord. is disgraceful. She has nothing to do with Queensland. She moved there to further her career. She was born and bred here, lived here for 14 years of the uh, start of her life. She is Tasmanian through and through. She is. But that's up there with Aussies claiming New Zealanders all the time. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah, true. Happens a lot. <laughs> Happens a lot. Nick Rewalt's another one. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, you, you are born where you're born. Although, now, to be fair, in, in New South Wales and Queensland, they do get a little bit confused. I mean, you only have mm. to go through their state of origin rugby teams to see that. They're, True. They're born from all over the world. It's just put on a maroon jersey and we'll throw on a blue one. So, late question without notice here, and we probably should keep this for another day too. Nick Revolt, is he eligible for the Tasmanian Football Hall of Fame, do you think? Has he played or is he Tasmanian enough to be in the Hall of Fame? Tasmanian enough. You either are or you aren't. Well, that's right. He he classifies himself as a Tasmanian. Well, he, he says he's a rape. Well, why is he in the Hall of Fame? Well, he will why be. Why is he an icon in the Hall of Fame? Mate, why wouldn't he be in already? We've just seen Wait, Mitch just, Robinson inducted. They're waiting Rob, for uh, him. Revolt's been retired for how many years now? Four well, or five years. Maybe they think that Nick's got more to give in the game. There's more of a story to tell. So Robbo's done. Maybe there's it? coaching. Maybe there's CEO of a club. 
No, I think well, Robbo's moving into the vlogosphere. Well, that's right. But it's but, not so much a footy thing, whereas no, Nick's think, still involved I, in the game. His commentary he, will be Tim, added to the Hall Tim, of... Tim, 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 Tim. He'll be there. He, he, he should be in more now if he's... Hey, he's, he's not done. Anyway, that's he's a, not done that's yet. A story for, he might be CEO of the Tassie Neither footy. is Grant Birchall or Jack Rewald or Mitch Robinson or some of these other guys that are still in the game. There's more to talk about there. Is Jack already in it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, Last so time. he should be, by the way. But. Yeah, absolutely. But so should Nick. If he's no, Tasmanian, he right. which he believes he is. Well, he, he is. He, well, he, no, of course he is. He was born here. So he's no Tasmanian. There. Yeah. All right, we're going to get to the news. Uh, lots to come in hour two of the show this morning. We've got CEO or former CEO of the Jack Jumpers, Simon Brookhouse, coming into the studio to talk some basketball. ODFA President Brian O'Reilly. Talk about the incident up there over the weekend too in the ODFA and also our AFL draft prospect, Colby McKercher. That's all after the news here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks to Harrison Agents. Partly cloudy for Hobart today, 15. Similar tomorrow, 15 again. And for Launceston, partly cloudy today, going for 16. And don't miss the run home with Andy and Gazy. That's live this afternoon from 3, right here on SEN. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Yes, good morning, wherever you're listening to us here in Tasmania, right around Australia, or indeed the world via the SCN app. It is Tim Payne and Brent Costello for SCN Tassie Breakfast on a Monday morning. And we have uh, our second guest in the studio of uh, our, Very lucky our to have third you. show. Yes, we are. Simon Brookhouse, the former CEO of the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Good morning. Good morning, man. How are you? We're going very, very well, thank you. Going very, very well indeed. We're just easing into uh, life as uh, breakfast radio hosts, so all going nicely. How are you going? What have you been up to? Oh, look, I've had a bit of a break, which has been good, so um, still here in Tassie, obviously, and uh, just uh, doing a bit of consultancy work with a friend of mine at the moment. Very nice. And you plan to stay here too? That's the long-term plan for you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I love it down here. It's become home, so I have no intention of going anywhere at the moment. Very nice. Firstly, mate, congratulations on your first couple of years with the uh, Jack Jumpers. Are you, are you missing it? I mean, it's, it's must be, you must be immensely proud of what you've been a part of building. Yeah, look, I think uh, it, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was hard work and it was, it was great to see the success. And I think the thing that you reflect on most is, is how the Tasmanian people embraced it so well. And I think that, uh, if you want to be proud of anything, I think that's as important as anything that we ever did in those first few years. And um, I, I keep an eye on it. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't dwell over it, but uh, I certainly keep an eye on what's going on, and, and uh, I, I do miss it to some extent. I certainly miss the season, um, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't missed the work in, as such, and I've enjoyed having a bit of a break. Are you looking forward to going to a game? And I don't know, I've been to a few games with you, and you, you tend to walk laps. You must be looking forward to just sitting down and having a beer and watching your game as a fan. Yeah, it'll be nice to just go and watch and enjoy and um, and, and not have to worry about what might or might not happen. So uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it. I mean, the, the games, are, they're very special. I mean, I think everyone who's been there knows how much fun it is and, and how good the atmosphere and the excitement is. So I do look forward to going back and just having a quiet beer and enjoying the basketball. We might get back to basketball soon. I want to get inside your head, though, about starting a franchise from scratch. Obviously, we're trying to get an AFL team here. Hopefully that happens in the long run. But what's the most important thing, do you think, for, for the AFL when establishing a new team here in Tasmania? Oh, look, I think the most important thing, and I think it's the same with all sport in Tasmania, is it's got to be for all of Tasmania. Uh, and I think you would have heard us say that a lot at the Jack Jumpers, the team for all Tasmanians. And 
I think that's you know immensely important that the north, the northwest, and the south all come together for support. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that there'll be support for an AFL team down here, but it's it's important that it's not seen as just a southern-based team. It's important that it's seen for a team of the whole state. Yeah, do you reckon? Why why were the Jack Jumpers so successful? Do you reckon straight off the bat? Because you've seen we've seen over a number of sports. I mean, Andrew Bogut and Paul Smith will disagree, but <laughs> it's very very hard to start a franchise and be competitive right off the bat, which the Jack Jumpers were. Why, what do you reckon the key to that was? Oh, look, I think in terms of the, the off-court success, I mean, that was all about building the brand and, and having a great lead-in and getting the state on board and, and really getting the community involved. And I think we were really fortunate in the coach we, we selected, obviously, was Scott, who who had built teams from scratch before, and, and that helped. So he knew what he was looking for. And we were very conscious of getting the right people, the right players, the right staff, the right coaching staff. And... And when I say that, doesn't they didn't necessarily need to be the most skilled. They needed to be able to be fit into the community down here and actually be willing to get out there and work work in the community and get to know the Tasmanian people and get to know Tasmania. And I think the success came on the back of that because they were all hungry, but they all loved what they were doing. They all loved being down here and being part of what we were trying to build. Just on that, uh, Andrew Bogut had a crack at us last week uh, and, and thinks that we paid... I think six figures more than and what they did in that first year of the season when we made the grand final against them. Um, but we had to pay these guys more to come and relocate here, didn't we? If that is the indeed true and the case. Yeah, look, I, I think you know the, the figures can be a little bit rubbery in terms of we were within the salary cap, give or take five percent, which uh, you're entitled to go over the salary cap and pay a luxury tax on that. Mm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the first year for us was really difficult because everyone knew we were coming. And we only had a small pool of players that were free agents that we could actually target. So um, we paid what we thought was fair and reasonable and not, not way above the odds at all in any by any stretch of the imagination. Do you think, I mean, a lot of the talk, again, from the mainland with the AFL teams being around um, retention and relocation, in your experience with the Jack Jumpers, how did the players and staff that you moved down to Hobart find it? Oh, they loved it. And, and I think that's the thing. I think there's a a bit of a misnomer about people not wanting to come and live here because it's a great place to live. It it, and, and the one thing that we found, a lot of our players had young families. Uh, a lot of the guys have got young kids and, and, and it's just such a great place to bring kids up <coughs> and get them involved and that sort of thing. And the one thing you can do here is is you can live close enough to each other but further enough apart as well to yeah. actually have mm-hmm. your own separate life but but have that friendship with the, 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 the partners and the, and the friends and families and whatnot who are here. So... I think it's a fantastic place to live, and I don't think anyone uh, would turn their back on coming to Tasmania. Do you, do you laugh at the player retention issue with AFL? Because I, I don't think it's an issue at all. And we've seen Josh Majette, he played in the NBA, come move here, loved it for two seasons, would have probably wanted to come back for a third if he had the choice. I just don't see it being an issue at all. Maybe, maybe for a younger person, yeah. potentially, but you know, even that, like they're going to be playing during the season on a weekend. You're not going to be going out. During the week, you're going to be training off some of you going back home. So I don't see it being an issue at all. Yeah, look, I think the world's changed too. I mean, it's a fully professional job. I mean, exactly. you're working full-time all the time and these young players, they're not they're not out in the town every night like they might have been in the 70s or the 80s or whatever it is. So I think that their professionalism's changed and, and you just need somewhere you can call home. And, and this is just a, such a great place to be. I can't see any reason why it'll be an issue. Yeah, did you guys look at specifically people with families or because that's something a club can do can't you? you can you can pick what types of people or if they've got families or characters you want i know scott's massive on character and the person he's getting but you didn't look into sort of family men that would suit no look, we, we didn't but i think a lot of the the, the character traits come with family men as yeah. well you know they're, they're a bit more mature and then and they're sort of more settled in their lives and 
Um, I think that certainly helps, but it's not something we went out specifically and said, you know, we want 15 guys with families. You need a good mix. So, and, and a bit different to, I guess, the AFL is the, the drafting determines somewhat of who you're going to get in an AFL team more so than when we were just recruiting free agents. Would you like a role with the AFL team if that was an opportunity that came up for you? Oh, I'd certainly consider the opportunity. I think that um, I think it'd be exciting. I mean, I had the luxury of the excitement of building the basketball team from scratch and, and loved every minute of it. So, if there's any way I can assist, just in what we were able to do and help, I'd certainly be available. For... Jack jumpers for sale at the moment. One, is it a good buy? And two, what would you pay for it? Oh, look, I and put... three, how long until you, or is it a money-making thing, or is it more someone's going to come in and, and buy it as a hobby, if you like? Look, I think there's a mix. There's a mix of ownership around the league, and um, some of them uh, are not making money, the clubs, but uh, some of them are. So uh, the Jack Jumpers themselves have certainly got potential to make money into the future, and um, with the support and the success and the, the, the corporate support that we've got, um, I think it's it's... The NBL licences themselves is where the value is, and I think it's because of the strength of the league. So investors would be looking to grow the value of that licence on the basis of growing the league and the strength of the league. Which it looks like it's going to. Yeah, absolutely. The league's looking to expand, and I think that adds more value. And um, the, the price is a really difficult one because you can't value these sports franchises like you would a normal business on yeah. a return on investment. You're, value, you're valuing on the, the overall value of the league, what it means to the people who want to buy it. Um, is there going to be a link to the NBA for the NBL down the track? And that obviously increases the value of a licence. And if you look at recent history, I think Brisbane was the last sort of new, newish franchise um, that came back in, and that was around $30 million, um, whereas Perth sold for considerably less than that. Um, however, the owner of Perth was uh, a billionaire. He was in, well into his 90s. Um, he just wanted to see it go to people that he wanted to, to have it. So I think you could argue that Perth was a steal. Hutchie um, saw him coming, Hutchie, didn't he? Yeah, yes. well, I think, you know, Hutchie and his people obviously got a great buy there. And the, yep. the other the other transfer of shares and whatnot in teams, whether it be Melbourne United's or, or other teams, valued them at around about that sort of 30 million mark. Yeah. We saw the NBL Blitz come to Tasmania the year before we entered the competition. It's on the Gold Coast this year. Is there a link there, do you think? I'm not sure. I, I think that there's interest from a Gold Coast parties, absolutely. I mean, Gold Coast have been in the NBL, NBL before and, I mean, a little bit like the, the Devils were in the, the NBL down here. So it's certainly a, a good place to, to, to consider a team. They've got good facilities up there. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I do know there's a consortium who are showing interest, but I'm not sure how far down the track it is. Can you see it heading overseas as well again? Obviously New Zealand already, but um, I think Singapore's been mentioned and a few other places. Yeah, I think, look, I think... Every opportunity has been explored. I mean, the, the difficulty with, I guess, Singapore is, A, you've got a fairly significant travel time and time difference. Um, but, you know, it's a vibrant city. It's a, it's a vibrant uh, sort of place in terms of financial stability and those sort of things. So it, it can definitely work. Um, I, I personally, I think that it'd be great to see a second New Zealand side, um, you know, go over there and play two games, uh, whether it be on the North and the South Island. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's potential markets here in Australia. We've <clears throat> talked about Sydney. There's a lockout in Sydney until I think it's 2026 before they can have another competitor in there. So that's something that will certainly be considered in that, in that market given the success of the Kings. I'd love to see that in the Big Bash as well, New Zealand, yeah. north, south. I'm not sure in. why that hasn't happened already. No. Yeah. It was discussed a while ago. Yeah. Well, apparently so. It's a rumour, isn't it? But um, what have you made? Are you keeping a close eye on the Jack Jumpers? What have you made of the, the roster changes? Obviously, Josh Majette leaving is a... 
a big one, particularly for the fans. But in terms of talent, it sounds like we've, if anything, improved. Yeah, I think so. I think there's no doubt they've improved. I think the recruitment's been good. Great to get Milton Doyle locked away for, for a couple of years. And um, I think uh, bringing in another big in Lee will be really good for them. I'm not... Um, Jordan I don't know a lot about I've seen some clips of him he's obviously exciting he's a scorer and I think that's what Scott's looking for a bit more scoring out of that point guard spot so um, and then the the Australian guys are all pretty skillful and athletic and what they've done is is what um, we sort of set out to do is get a little bit more athletic we we tended to get stretched by those athletic teams Um, New Zealand in the finals last year and at times Cairns really stretched just because of their athleticism so I think there's no doubt that the, the roster changes bring, A, more scoring and more athleticism. You said you'll, you'll miss it during the season, I suppose. How will you feel when that first game rolls around, I guess, and you're not part of it officially? Oh, look, I'm, I'm pretty sort of philosophical about it all. I made a decision to, to move on, but I'd certainly be there with bells on to watch and cheer them on. I, I wish them all the best, and, and I've got some lifelong friends involved, and um, I can't wait for the season to roll around that first home game. You're right to get a ticket, you reckon? Not sure. I mean, I'm sort <laughs> God, of, I that's what I was thinking. Where am I going to get my tickets yeah. from now? Yeah. It's, it's going to be problematic with all the, all the memberships sold out, so I might have to go on the wait list and see what happens. <laughs> we'll appreciate you coming in this morning to have a, a chat, Solomon, and great to see you. you're still in Tassie and, and having some fun. Um, yeah, really appreciate you joining us here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks for having me in, guys. That's the former Jack Jumpers CEO, Solomon Brookhouse, joining us in the studio here at SEN Tassie Breakfast. Doing it all thanks to our friends at Harrison Agents. Selling your home, contact Harrison Agents today. We're back with more next here on the show. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Yes, good morning. Great to be with you. 22 minutes past 7 o'clock on this Monday morning, July 24, 2023. Just had the former Jack Jumper CEO, Simon Brookhouse, in the studio. One thing I wanted to ask Simon, which I forgot to do, was can we have an NBL and A-League team in the Hurricanes all competing at the same time of the season for the same fans? No. The same sponsors. Who's the appetite there for an A-League? I think there <coughs> absolutely is in the, the soccer community. But yep. do you get fan? You need to get fans in from other sports oh, as well, you do, yeah. don't you? Yeah, and soccer. I mean, it's huge juniors here, isn't it? From, from yeah, massive. Seeing here, but massive. Yeah, no, it's interesting to see how that would work. Now, I've got a little little scoop for you this morning. Oh, look out! Just a little one. About time. Are you happy pulling the trigger on it, though? I'm pulling You've the trigger on it right now. Before. This will be on the news tonight. Okay. That the Glenorchy Football Club has re-signed its coach Josh Arnold for next season. So that's yeah. a great appointment. He's He's been a loyal servant. Josh take, took over from Aaron Cornelius at the start of the season uh, after Ace decided not to, to continue with the job uh, due, to, due to a few few reasons. But um, his loyalty has been rewarded, which is absolutely A couple of years, did you say? Uh, just next year, I believe, this Just stage. the one year? Just the one year. But he's a star. Played in the state game for Tassie so a couple of weeks ago. we're going to back you, well. but we're not going to back you too far. Well, I, well, you know what? They don't want to go beyond next year because oh, of course, the, the TSL. But the, obviously, Glenorchy will be in a competition somewhere, but they're obviously yep. keeping their powder dry to see what happens, I suppose. But no, that's a, a great appointment for Josh. He's one of the great fellas and, and deserves it. Obviously, they, they, they got close to Launceston a couple of weeks ago, almost knocked off the reigning premiers at KG5 in that, uh, in that match. But uh, they've, done, they've been close at times this year and look pretty good. I haven't seen Glenorchy play, Okay, if I'm totally honest. But Fair I enough. did, again, Brent, I'm not sure if you read, there's more in the Mercury today around 
the demise of the TSL and mm. both Launceston yeah, and North Launceston, who we know have been. Although unfortunately, it's not um, the president today's paper, Tone Brady. He's not there. They've got a player in there. Yes, so we, bit... we, we've got to get Thane Brady on the show we actually do. to talk about this very issue because yeah, Labor came out yesterday and have taken a swing at the the TSL and it shouldn't be axed, saying it needs to be there in the future. So we'll get to that uh, in the next week or two with Thane Brady. Hopefully, if he's happy to come on and join us on the no, show, I'm sure he Tim. will. Uh, now. Let's talk about the weekend's game at the ODFA because we saw a match between Oatlands and Tribuna abandoned after alleged abuse from an umpire towards a player. I actually had to reread that line when I saw it about five times for it to sink in. Have you heard of anything like this before? Never. And I was a bit the same. I must admit when I first saw the photo with the headline, I thought there's been an all-in brawl. Mm. Fans, mm. players... And that's a big enough caboodle. story in itself. And I thought this is going to be a huge story yeah. because no one wants to see that in it at any level of sport. But then to see it's been called off because of an umpire abusing a player. Or was it players? Oh, I am slightly confused by it. But, but, I mean, it has to be. And I don't want to make light of it at all. But no, no, imagine all. A, a cricket game when an umpire's had a crack at you. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't picture that, can you? Like, no, you can't. Well, have they? They haven't before, just checking. Oh, cricket, some cricket umpires, it, but you know them. and You, you banter. Yeah, you can anything. banter with them, and yeah. sometimes they, they can tell you to, you know, they, they lose a little bit, but it's always, I mean, to get to a point where the game's called off. Yeah. Something. Again, is, and I could see it the other way around where players can get really abusive, but I have never seen it. The other way around. Well, there's an investigation underway, and I imagine our next guest can't comment too much on it because of that reason, but the ODFA President Brian O'Reilly has been good enough to join us on the line this morning to have a quick chat about what took place over the weekend. Good morning, Brian. Welcome to SEN Tassie Breakfast. Uh, hello. Nice to talk to you, Brian. Tell us what you can tell us after the weekend's incident. Uh, when I was talking to you the other week, saying it'd be nice to come on leading up to the finals... Um, I didn't think I'd be discussing this at all. But anyway, that's the way it goes. Um, I've, I very much can't, I can't say a lot by the fact that it's now AFL, Taz, and, and the umpires are investigating it. Um, I've talked to everyone involved, and I'm really, happy, I'm really satisfied that uh, the clubs and the ODFA have done nothing wrong in this at all. And... Um, They've tried their best to to soothe it down, and and it's an isolated incident. And we've got good re- rapport with the umpires, and I get on well with Kim Dillon and those sort of people. And it's just it's a pity it's happened, but they'll investigate it and move on. Yeah, no doubt we want to stamp it out of all levels of sport, both ways, abuse of umpires, and then this way being the other way around. But was it called off because it it, it was in danger of I suppose feeling, spilling over to something physical? Uh, no, it, it was wasn't. just called off. Yep, and um, it was an ongoing matter, and and I can't comment on what what actually happened. I've been asked not to, and in fairness to everyone involved, I can't. Um, the game was was Tribuna who were on top. Oakland's have only come back in the last two years and have fielded a side and been very good in the comp, but uh, aren't up to Tribuna standard, and. Um, but everyone was happy with the game was progressing and it just came out of the it came out of the blue basically. I know you can't comment on the incident itself, Brian. But what about the people involved? Are they long-time um, competitors and umpires in the ODFA competition? Uh, the um, 
the coach of Oaklands is a is a stalwart of the of the um, of the ADFA. He's coached several teams. He's he's a you'd say he's an icon of of our competition. He's he's pretty much responsible for getting Oaklands going. Um, Tribuna, as they're on top and a very professional outfit in most of the things they do, and um, yeah, it came out of the blue. I wasn't there. I was at a, another ADFA game. But um, the incident was reported immediately to the AFL and um, it was in their hands from then on. So, Brian, you just touched on them. Was it fair to say it was a coach and an umpire? Is that correct? Uh, they were involved, yes. Yep. In discussion, okay. that's all. Well, we understand you're in a, a tricky spot, Brian. You can't say too much. So yeah, just tell us about how the season's gone, I suppose, and you, you must be looking forward to the finals, which begin, what, in a couple of weeks' time? Yeah, I'll... We, so two or three years ago, we were we were struggling. There's no doubt about it. Um, one of your big sponsors, Harrison Agents, are our major sponsor, and they helped us with a bit of finance. We've gone from five teams to seven, and next year we might even look at having an eighth in the side in the competition. And um, the finals is building up to being a very competitive um, event, which starts in two weeks' time. We'll try Bunner on top, and they'll host the first week of the finals. Did you, uh, you said you are at another game. Did you get out to see Stevie Milne having a kick? I, I didn't, but I went up to their function on Saturday night and um, they had a very successful event, except for the fact that they, they got beat by Campania and, and lost second spot. So they had a wonderful weekend except winning. <laughs> yeah, that's not the result they probably wanted at the end of the day, was it, after uh, getting the, the tip rat down? Brian, we're going to get to the news, unfortunately, but great to have you on the show. Thanks for giving up your time, and we know it's a tricky situation, so appreciate it. And Brent, can I say one thing? You can. Yep. I'm very much in favour of the English weather. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Brian. Brian O'Reilly there from the ODFA. He's the president and uh, just talking about the incident that happened up there between an umpire and a player over the weekend. We'll have the result of that investigation on the show whenever we can and uh, see where it all lands. We're going to get to the news on the other side of it. We're going to look at our Tassie Sports Stars of the Week. You're waking up with SEN Tassie Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello selling your home contact Harrison agents today. Time for our new segment, Tim, the Tassie Sports Stars of the Week. This is where we want to have a male, a female and a junior sports star that we can acknowledge each and every week on the show. And our producer, Hamish, has done some research over the weekend to come up with the three players for us this week. Would you like to tell us about our male sports star of the week, please? Male sports star of the week is the Hewanville icon. Down at uh, in the goal square, big Mickey Paul. Yes. He's kicked 11 on the weekend against Claremont. I don't think it's his biggest bag either, just quietly. I think he's kicked a few big ones down there, but huge win against Claremont. Uh, just the, the 185, 11. 185 point demolition job. It's uh, a good win by Well, the, someone uh, must have kicked another bag as well, have they, Hammer? Well, I must have the biggest. I've been to a few Hewanville games. I used to watch Brady Jones mm. when I went back down there, and Mickey Paul kicked. Five or six in every one of them I've seen. So no surprises to see him in the goals again this weekend. I'm not sure anyone's getting near them for the flag in the SFL this year. The Lions. Uh, what about our female player of the week, Tim? Ashmore. Huge win. Um, with the netball this weekend, MVP the last three seasons, scored 44 goals in the decider. 
Not bad. 44 goals. Fourth title in six straight grand final appearances for the Hawks. The Northern Hawks. They had to do it the hard way too. They they lost that uh, opening final against Cavs a couple of weeks ago. Had to go through the the prelim against Cripps and then got it done though the other day. And a shout out too to 17-year-old Ellie Marshall who was named player of the match as well. Well, see, I think this is where some texters could come in and have a crack at Hammer here. We want Sports Star of the Week. They can't. It's broken. Uh, It's blown up. I mean, it seems... He's gone with Ashmore, who's had a dominant three seasons. But I like it. the player of the week was the man of the match, the lady of the match. Surely. Yeah, we might need some explanation on how he's decided that. I'm going to actually give you just... some, <laughs> some direction. You're not happy with Ashmore? Well, I am, but <laughs> if I'd be upset if I was Ellie Marshall. Because I think what I'm more the could she have done? Yeah. star of the week. Yeah, I'm with you. Come I don't on, know Hammer. if we're going back. <laughs> Three years here, Hammer. But anyway, congratulations to, to Ashmore. <laughs> Hammer's, Hammer's filthed up over there. He's happy with that. <laughs> no, you're not happy with you now. But our junior sports star of the week, and it feels weird saying junior because this man is a prominent player. We he's know him. fast become your favourite too, well, to be honest. He will be if he lands at the Eagles, which which could happen potentially. But uh, we speak of Colby McKercher, a likely top five pick in this year's AFL draft. He was named in the under-18 All-Australian team, of course, following that dominant campaign with the Allies at the National Championships. He came back for Launceston over the weekend in the seniors, one of his side's best against the Bombers with uh, 34 touches. So... Can't wait to talk to him next. He's the man we're going to have on the line after this. If you want to get to us, you can get us on the Kia Tassie open line, 1300 42 15 Or get us via our socials as well, at SEN Tassie on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. And we can't wait to hear from Colby McKercher after this. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Good morning. Hands it up. He picked up by Graham Cleary. McKercher has been outstanding. Left foot kick on the way. He's done it again. Two goals and 22 disposals. Colby McKercher. Yeah, what a national championships campaign our next guest had for the Allies. He is tipped to go at the real pointy end of this year's AFL draft. His name is Colby McKercher, and he's on the line now. G'day, Colby. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? You're going well, mate. Uh, how are you, more to the point? You must be on cloud nine right now because you got the world at your feet. You'll be drafted later this year. We know that for a fact. We know You can't normally say that with too many people. It's obviously un, uncertain going in, but you're tipped to be going in the top five, mate. How do you feel right now? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm just in, enjoying my football at the moment, uh, having a lot of fun. Uh, the Allies, Allies champs just finished, and obviously you would have seen what we had done in the championships was pretty special, and... The football I've been playing at the moment has been pretty good. So, yeah, I'm just enjoying myself. It's the main thing. Colby, must have been nice to, to share that Allies win with, you know, I think there was eight Tasmanians in that team. Yeah, there was a fair few. It was really good. Um, firstly, to have that many uh, Tasmanians in the squad, which is a success in itself, but to have that many play and um, be in the final game was really good because we're really tight. So, uh yeah, not not just winning it as the Allies, but having a good representation of Tasmanians was, yeah, even better. 
Yeah, it certainly was. Might have to get our team back in there, Breno, full time <laughs> exactly. in the State of Origin gig. But um, going forward, mate, there's been a lot of talk about Harley Reid. You're now touted as a top pick. Are you going to come out and tell anyone where you want to be drafted to? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I, don't, I don't think that was true from Harley anyway. But, um, yeah, I, I guess I would be the same as most of the boys. But we've all dreamt of being drafted for a long time. So, um, yeah, being drafted anywhere, um, yeah, blessing. And I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm ready to move wherever. So, yeah. Is it, it is a dream of a lot of kids to be drafted, to be someone like yourself who's now on the cusp of it. Can you let us know, is that is that something that you guys talk about at all? Draft orders or where you might go or where you prefer to go? I know you're not going to say where you want to go, but do uh, you want to go to the team supported or are you genuinely happy to go wherever your name's called out? Um, I think being grateful with just the position I'm in, um, any anywhere will suit. Like, it sounds pretty cliche, but... Um, yeah, I, I want to play AFL football anywhere, but there's not too many conversations around like um, specifics with it. It's more just um, yeah, being present and playing playing the games that you got left because um, that's what you can control. You're not going to be able to control where you go, um, where you get picked, um, yeah, what club. So just controlling um, you know your performance on the weekend and. What's present is the um, most important thing for me. Top Tassie draft prospect Colby McKercher is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast on this Monday morning. Colby, how have you dealt with the pressure that comes with being a, a top and, and frequently talked about player in this year's draft? I felt, I felt like I've dealt with it all right. Um, it's a bit different seeing, seeing your face pop up um, pretty much everywhere and, you know, people talking about you, but... I guess just listening to the right people has um, helped me, like listening to Jez, the coach, um, my parents, and just, just the people that matter. Um, not, not I guess, the um, articles that pop up and all the news and stuff that, you know, can get to people's head and distract them. I'd rather just listen to the people that are close to me and, you know, um, give me the right advice to keep me... Um, keep me on the right track, and, yeah, that's how I go about it. I'm sure, given you are a top prospect now, you, there's not an AFL club you, you wouldn't have spoken to to this point? Um, I've had conversations with every club at the moment, but not um, full-length interviews, which um, are starting to come up, come up now. I've only had a couple of them up to now, but, um, yeah, I've got some in the near future. Speaking of the future, mate, there's obviously an AFL team coming in down here at some point, we hope. Let's crystal ball a little bit. You have three or four really good years in the AFL once you're drafted and Tassie come knocking. Is that something you consider or is that something you would prefer to do? Would you like to come back at some stage and represent Tassie at the AFL? Um, there's been a fair bit of talk about this, about um, you know the Tassie kids that may get drafted wanting to come home. But for me, it's... As I said before, I've always dreamed of being drafted, and I guess what comes with that is moving away. And I've always, you know, been prepared to move away if I was to get drafted. So um, yeah, it's hard to say, but I guess if I got drafted, that's going to become my new home. So um, yeah, I, it's tough to say now, but you know, I'm quite a loyal person. Whoever I get drafted to, I'd like to think I'd, you know, stay there and have a long career. If, um, 
fingers crossed, um, at that club. Who do you support now, mate? I don't support a team, um, really. Good I, answer. I really like it at the moment, but, um, you know, they're probably the most exciting team to watch. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't really have a team that I pull on Barrick for. Colby, who's a current AFL player that you model your game on? Um, I can't give you one player answer. Uh, I like to take a lot of things out of others' games that play similar to me. I like the way Connor Rosie goes about his football. Um, Chad Warner, obviously Nick Dacos at the moment. I think everybody loves watching him. Um, and a bit of Zach Merritt as well. I know people love to say that one, so I'll chuck him in as well. <laughs> you have a bit of all those players, you'd be wow. pretty good, wouldn't Andy, you? Andy, <laughs> you actually threw in a bit of a Dustin Martin don't argue well, in that goal at North Hobart. I was the other about week to say, well. can you run us through that goal at North Hobart a couple of weeks ago, Colby? That was unbelievable to watch. And as Paney said, it was like you're on cheat mode or something, the way you just got out of the, out of the pack the with the ball on. and put the burners on. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just got the ball and I, I saw a bit of grass. I just had a couple of players that I had to get around for it to happen. But, yeah, I don't know. We needed the goal. So I'm like, yeah, but let's just let's just take it on here. And as soon as, as you I do from the half-back flank. I, I wasn't going to stop. <laughs> yeah, you know, as soon as you start running, you're not going to stop. So I just kept going and, you know, broke 50 and thought he was going to touch it on the goal line, to be honest. But luckily it got through, so I was pretty happy with that one. That was a ripper, mate. Well done on that. And it must have been nice to get back to Launceston, your, your local club, on the weekend. As we said, I think 30-odd disposals against the, the arch-rivals North Launceston. Didn't get the result, but it must have been nice getting around your former teammates there at, at the Blues. Yeah, um, we, we're on a break for a month, so um, it's good to spend some time there. And obviously, as you said, on the weekend, we didn't, didn't quite get the win. But um, yeah, I've enjoyed myself so far down there and you know, it's a it's a bit a bit different football from what I'm used to, but I think it, it it's good, um, a bit more contested and um, yeah, a little bit a little bit slower and stoppage based compared to I guess the Coast League. But um, yeah, the challenge is good and I'm enjoying it. and I'm learning a little bit because I haven't been there for a while. But yeah, as I said before, it's just know, I'm enjoying my time there. Will that will you and your Devils teammates around the state be available for TSL finals? You do the whole final series. Um, I think it depends on how we go in Devils finals. So if we get knocked out and you know, say we get knocked out first week, then we'll be available for most of the games. But if we make the grand final, then I don't reckon we'll be available for any. Well, mate, we're loving how you're going about it right now. Exciting times ahead, as we mentioned off the top of the interview. We wish you all the best moving forward, but we'd love to get you back on before the November draft as well and have another chat. Uh, Colby McKercher, have a great day, mate, and thanks for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Colby McKercher, one of our brightest football prospects here in Tasmania for a very long time to have a potential top five or even top three pick. Unbelievable, Pony. He's and. Even from that quick interview, very mature, very level, absolutely, very loyal. Interesting that yep. he's, you know, he just wants to get drafted and and have a long, successful career wherever he goes. So yep. good on him and good luck. If any recruiters listening to that interview, they'd be highly impressed. I reckon. We're going to get to another break on the other side of it. We wind up the show for another day here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Thanks to Harrison Agents. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello.
We are just about at the end of another big show of SEN Tassie Breakfast. Our second time on a Monday morning. We're here from 6 to 8, Monday and Friday, of course, now here on SEN Tassie. And the boys, Saturdays in Tassie, Saturday morning, 8 till 10. Great to be part of the show on the weekend. I thought you might do another whistle there, Pony. It was, I was trying to... <laughs> it hurt my ears distracted. the first one this morning, to be fair. <laughs> hey, if you're just waking up and you haven't heard about Ariane Titmus's exploits overnight, it was absolutely unbelievable the way she won that women's 400-metre freestyle race at the World Championships. Summer McIntosh, the rising star, finished outside of the medals. Katie Ledecky was there, but... She just destroyed them, Tim. Well, if you haven't seen the race, do yourself a favour yeah, and a favor. look at it because, wow. I'll tell you what, you know the top of the show as well when you touched on Australia's most famous yes. sports people? Yes. I reckon overnight she's yeah. she might be... Did I read her name out? I don't think she was in the top five. <laughs> but yep. the article was done before last Dubious night, so today list. she would be trending... Dubious list. Up. Yeah. We might have to put our own together, actually. That's a good uh, discussion famous. point for us. Yeah, we should. Not best, yeah, not not we the should. best sports I've got person, a few the teams most famous. I've got to put together. Though. I think I've got a. Someone asked for a great cricket team of the twenty years. I've got to do that. Yeah. I think myself, I'm going to have to redo my Ashes eleven from the start of the Ashes when I said Ben Stokes <laughs> yes. and Joe Root were the only two that would get a game in the Aussie eleven. I'm probably going to have to redo. How that. How many would you get in now? Not don't give us names. Just give us numbers. There'd be four. Oh, those two, Wood. Mm-hmm. Don't give us names. So he's giving probably us probably replace an opener. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. I think it's probably going to be 50-50 because this Ashes series to date has changed certainly my 11 and, okay. and the reputation of some players that are in it. And for those that missed your take at the start of the show, how are you feeling this morning? Knowing we've retained the Ashes, but we haven't um, you know, drawn test because of the rain. Just looking forward to Thursday night, to be honest. As I said, to, to retain it on a washout is not what you want, but luckily there's another test to go where we can make it clear-cut Ashes win, and that's what we want. Now, the text machine is working, so we've got that Don't working at the end of the that. show, which is Don't great tell news. Me that. So that will be firing Hammer. on Friday. Okay, It's taking you two hours to get that going. <laughs> he's done well. He's got it working. Because yeah. Collingwood had a win. He's, resting, <laughs> he's got his feet up over there, Hammer. He does indeed. Now, big show Friday. We're going to point to that right now because we've got the Shadow Sports Minister, we Josh Willey. Looking forward to that. Coming in. Want to get Labor's take on what's I happening. don't. I just want to get him on TikTok because we've got the politics. Any politician that comes in this studio has to bowl a ball and we're going to get it live and feed it through our TikTok. Can't wait. And just on TikTok, we said before, David Warner, 4.8 million followers. So if you can get our SEN Tassie TikTok to 4.8 million followers, you're doing something well. Thanks to Harrison Agents for being great partners of our show. And, of course, Kia. You'll see Tim buzzing around in the uh, Kia oh. around the streets of Kia Hobart. Sportage. Give him a wave if you see him. Give him a year, Breno. We're going to get out of here for the news. We'll see you Friday morning for more SEN Tassie Breakfast.